Welcome. I'm Riley Karsh. I'm Tova Copan. We are thrilled to bring you the We Go Boldly podcast. Let's talk big burning questions, life changes, and maybe a bit of personal business. Let's be bold and brave together. Are you ready? I am. Here comes the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to We Go Boldly, the podcast. We are closing in towards the end of season nine, uh, and we have an interesting conversation for you today that I am sort of excited about, not 100% sure how I feel about this episode, and I did the research for it. So we will see how she goes. Uh, Before we dive in to talking about how our hearts are, um, let's go ahead and welcome my co-host, the fantastical, amazing Miss Tova. How are you today, Tova? What is going on? Well, until I got in a fight with the microphone, whatever it's called, um, I was feeling pretty good. I was feeling pretty good. This has been a, uh, trying week and a half, like emotionally. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like it requires a, a day of like sort of sulking. Like I could really use like a rainy day where I, you know, don't really leave the house and I just get under my covers and I read a book and I just sort of like recharge very like in the truest sense of the word right and that I do not have the rain nor time for (laughs) and so um I am figuring out different coping skills um that Mm. fortunately I have I just need to use them right to to navigate uh what to do basically yeah you know and I want to get into our topic and this I think might actually relate to our topic topic, pretty well. But sometimes, you know, it's, I think we have to like, let it all go and be okay with the fact that our coping mechanisms aren't working. Life is like a little messed up, a lot messed up, whatever it is. And just like you were just talking about, have that day of I'm going to just sit in these feelings and like experience them. And, you know, when I say be okay with them, I don't mean like feel good about them and and applaud them. I mean, like be okay with the fact that it's not okay. And that, that you have to have every now and then a day, a two days, sometimes whole seasons where things are not okay. And the good news and the bad news is that everything changes all the time. Mm -hmm. And right. So those feelings, that you have, you won't have them forever, whether they're good or bad or neutral, they're going to change. And, um, you know, it's really hard when you, especially I think in the industry that you and I are in Tova, where we are trying to live our best lives and use our coping mechanisms that we teach you all about and do the things we know we're quote supposed to do to help ourselves feel better and to be better and to, you know, function in a way that works well for us and our families and our friends and our communities, whatever it is. And um, it's really hard to accept that there are times where none of that works. And there are times where you just have to have a day where you're like, no. Yeah. Or even that the coping skills are sort of a, 
a stopgap. Like it's it's a it's kind of keeping you afloat. But what and this is not you know this is not like oh you need a long vacation. I just had a lovely four days or three days yeah. away. Yep. It was very recharging. Mm-hmm. This is more like um you know I've worked very hard um in this season of my life to not put my feelings in a box and put sure. them in the closet. Sure. And yet right now it's like, okay, but how do I function at the same time of not boxing them up? Right. And, and I don't want to box them up, but also um, I don't want to feel so raw all the time right now. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to feel, I feel like my kids are picking up weird energy from me because I'm getting being off weird energy. Yeah. Um, and so I don't, I'm sort of having a conundrum with, with it all. So it's, um, yeah. So, I mean, listen, I got in a fight with this, uh, microphone (laughs) cover thing and I almost cried. It's it, there's nothing like fighting with inanimate objects and then <laughs> feeling like you need to weep. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, this is going to make me cry. And, you know, I was uh, telling somebody, I was sharing with somebody yesterday, what, what some of the stuff that was happening and they were making me laugh so hard and they were making me laugh so hard by calling me really mean names. <laughs> like, and it made sense. Cause I was saying like, you know, I am having this experience and they're like, well, obviously it's because they were being super sarcastic and it was right. And it, it was great. Yeah. And I was laughing so hard. And, and I was like, if I keep laughing so hard, the emotional release is going to leave me weeping. Like, (laughs) and, and it always reminds me of the scene in steel magnolias where one of, I think it's Olympia. I don't know. I can't think of her name, but um, I think it's where, you know, she, talks about laughter through tears or tears from laughter is her mm-hmm. favorite emotion. Or maybe it's Dolly Parton who says it. Yeah. But, I don't remember who says it, but I do remember this shockingly. I know, which, <laughs> which I think is symbolic of yeah. how, like, how um, important it is to experience. And also, um, you know, I wrote our, our, holiday card message yesterday and I've never written one I've always just like been like happy holidays but this year I was like well I owe a lot of people <laughs> a thank you note and this seems like a good way to get it out there right um so I wrote it and and you know I, I kept thinking like joy gives space for grief you know like and by saying like we are we are finding joy in our lives. It's not saying that we're ignoring the grief. It's just giving space. And it was, it was like very true yesterday where I was almost laughing so hard that it was going to make me cry because it was opening up like the box. Yeah. And um. anyway, yes, I think, you know, it all changes it all, you know, once I get that rainy day. Um, which I think is, uh, we're recording this before Thanksgiving. You're listening to this after Thanksgiving. Um, but, uh, the rainy day is tomorrow, but I'll be driving to Pennsylvania. So I won't get to it. <laughs> so it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, well, let's dive into our topic a little yeah. more, obviously, if you haven't figured it out yet, we're talking about seasons of life today. And I want to talk about what that means in context of our conversation and why we think it reflects the question, how is your heart? 
Um, all of this seems kind of self-evident, but then again, I've been like immersed in it for a while since I've done the research and wrote the outline and all those things. So maybe it's not as self-evident as I think. Um, I want to, so I, you know, as we always do start with some, some definitions and first things first, what do we mean when we're talking about seasons of life? And, um, I put that emphasis as if I'm like air quoting around it. So you, <laughs> so you know that it's not like one single thing. Um, I think a lot of people talk about seasons of life and connect them to, you know, like actual literal seasons of life. So winter, fall, spring, summer, all those things. Um, and you know, often it's referred to as if you're, if you're in the spring of your life, you're young. And then the summer is like, you're having kids or careers or both or whatever. And then fall, you're sort of like, sending the kids off to do whatever they do or moving on in your career or whatever. And then winter is like, you know, you're aging. Um, I don't love that. Yeah. I'm not, I'm like a big, it, people can't see my face unless you're on YouTube, in which case you can see my face and my new haircut. Hey. So come on over. Um, but I'm a big <laughs> thumbs down to that interpretation. Yeah, it's not my favorite. So I like to think about it in terms of referencing specific time periods in your life, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and, and sometimes it's unexpected things. If it's a big loss, if it's grief, uh, it, sometimes it's marriage, sometimes it's divorce, sometimes, you know, it could be any number of things. It's how you, it's like if you put a, a part of your life in a parenthetical and that, that would be the season, right? Like it would be contained within mm -hmm. the parentheses and that's the season of that time of your life. And what I find very interesting, and I was thinking about this morning before we got on is it's, you know, it's a little bit of a Venn diagram, right? Like everything overlaps, but there's sometimes you're in one season, sometimes you're in two, sometimes you're in three, they sort of all mesh together, but every now and then you're just in one by itself. And wouldn't that be nice? I would like to have one season right now, but it's, you know, you, it, it all works together in some way or form. Um, and it is, it is for us a way of talking about change and talking about adaptation and how do we deal with whatever season of life we're experiencing and how do we deal with transitions from one season to another, all of that kind of stuff, because that deeply impacts your heart and how your spirit feels, how your soul feels, how you feel about yourself and the people around you. So um, that's my very, very long-winded definition of seasons, um, all of which I think are important for the conversation. Well, and I know we're going to talk about this, but I think, you know, one of the reasons that seasons, to me at least, um, is seasons of life and understanding them are so important is because at some point you do realize that everything is temporary and everything mm. changes. Right. But, um, you know, we both have middle schoolers or middle school ish age children. And, um, you know, they are entering into a time and they're experiencing a time where nothing feels like it changes. It all is changing all at the same time. And yet it all feels like this is how it's going to be forever. My yeah. best friends are going to be my best friends forever. My goals are going to be my same goals forever. There's lots of like nevers and forevers. And I know you very like, black and white, thinking. very <laughs> black and white, very intense. 
And so I think the first few seasons of our life, we don't even realize they're seasons until they're past. And then you're yeah. like, oh, well, it would have been fun if I would have tried this out. I'm not right. that so seriously. Yes. Oh, my goodness. For um, sure. You know, if I would have realized like we were I was watching a Hallmark movie with um, my middle son and the woman was complaining about all of her responsibility. And I said to him, I said, she doesn't even have a pet. Like she's in her early thirties. She's a single woman with no children and no spouse. What are her responsibilities? Like, why isn't she just like, she can do whatever she wants. Like, I don't understand. What is she whining about? Like, right. um, But when you're in that season, you really, you feel it. You feel that way. Right. And I think that a benefit of aging is that you become more and more aware of the season that you're in when you're in it. Yeah. And so it allows you to have perspective It and it gives you this weird ability to be both like more present and less present. And I mean, and what I mean is like, if you realize that the days of running your kids all over the place and middle school and nonsense and all of this bananas stuff is not going to last forever because it quite literally can't last forever. Um, you can, it gives you perspective. It gives you kind of like that 30,000 feet view of like, okay, this too shall pass. But it also allows you to be like, but while I'm here, let's lean in. Like, you know, whether it's, you know, and and you don't have to lean in. You can also be like, while I'm here, I'm not leaning in. This is awful. We're going to do something different. Like, I don't want to spend like 10 years is too long for this season. Like whatever it is you're going to do, but you can be more um, like, you know, you said you can plan for your season. Mm -hmm. You can not put the same expectations on yourself that you did in a previous, you know, childless season or in a previous season, um, that you were doing something else or, you know, whatever the case might be. And you can also recognize that the things that you were relying on to be fulfilled in previous seasons, you can't rely on now because if you did, you wouldn't have access to them. Like if you need to go out and hang out with friends every Sunday morning for brunch, but you have young children. Now, listen, if that's what you need, figure it out and then have brunch with your friends over or what, I mean, do what you need to do. Like, I'm not, you know, I'm all for people figuring out ways to have brunch with young children. I did not figure that out. Um, but if that's your priority, but you can also recognize like, if it's not your priority, you can say, you know what? It's not my priority anymore. My brunch days are both behind me and in front of me. They're just right. not here right now. Yeah. And, and I think that it allows you to um, be more, realistic and actually someone from our circle sent me something about like true positive thinking not like the the pretend silver lining kind is about like being realistic and setting your expectations like and and you know you can be more productive you can be happier you can if you if you plan for the season that you're in you can be more positive um yeah but you have to be realistic about where you are Well, and it also requires being present. Like, I think that's, if you take nothing else away from what we talk about today, I think that the highlight is being present in the season or seasons that you're in, whether they're, again, good, bad, neutral, whatever judgment you want to put on them, which 
don't, but you might, um, whatever seasons that you're experiencing and living through, be present in them, knowing that they won't last forever. And when you look back, you might go, oh, whoops, I missed that whole season of my life because I was planning for a different season. Um, Which is not to say, you know, and I know I'm flip-flopping a little bit. It's not to say that you can't plan for the future. Of course you can, right? Like you have to, in some ways, you need to, you know, save for retirement and figure out what you want to do with your life and all those fun things. But like, maybe that's the season you're in too. So just a way to think about it. I think that's a little bit different. Um, we do need to take a quick break. So let's go ahead and do that. And when we come back, um, I'm jumping around in our outline a little bit. I want to talk about how we deal with changes in our life and changes in our seasons or or wherever we're at. So we'll be right back everyone uh, after this break. Know what I really love to do? Uh, Take baths, go for walks, read, drink margaritas, hike. Yeah, not what I was referring to. You know we're recording a commercial right now. I do, but I'm thinking outside the box, being adaptable. As I was saying, what I love to do is host our live monthly workshops. Oh, right. That's what we were talking about. Me too. They are a lot of fun to put together and host every month. And we can bring margaritas, so... Join us for live conversation as we get a bit deeper into topics near and dear to our hearts. We go through everything from self-care to setting boundaries. We share coaching tips, practical advice, and take questions from the audience. It's a whole lot of fun. Sign up for our newsletter today at goboldlyinitiative.com slash contact to make sure you hear about all the upcoming Go Boldly workshops. You definitely don't want to miss out. Now, back to that show. All right, welcome back to the show. Uh, Before the break, I was saying that uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about how we deal with changes in life. And I'm sorry, Toba, I'm jumping around in the outline because I don't like the order I put it in. I've changed my mind. How about that? This is my adaptable adaptable season. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So let's talk a little bit about how we deal with changes and how we deal with whatever season we're in, what seasons are coming, seasons that are like, surprise, it's a new season and you didn't know what was happening, right? There's all kinds of things that happen in our lives that are changes. And really, like, we are hardwired as humans to dislike change, to dislike anything new, because for us, oftentimes, it signals that fight or flight response, right? Like they're, oh, no, it's changed. It's danger. We need to protect ourselves. And whether it's a good protect ourselves or an unhealthy protect ourselves, it's irrelevant. It's how our brains are hardwired. So we have to work to sort of go against that initial reaction of change is bad and it's scary and it's going to, you know, bring things that I don't know how to deal with. And it's danger, danger, danger. Um, which sometimes just to be clear is subconscious. You may not even realize that that's how you're reacting to change. Um, so take a good look at that for yourself and, and figure it out. And some changes you might react that way too. And some changes you might not. So I know, again, I feel like I'm flip-flopping today, but I do think that that's, you know, an important thing to think about. So 
how do we deal with changes? It's it's a resiliency question, right? It's about being resilient. Uh, we've talked about that at length on the podcast, but we're going to revisit it today. So having resilience skills like connection, flexibility, problem solving can help you deal with all varieties of change, right? Like any change that comes your way, if you're able to make connections to either people you know, or people you don't know yet, or communities or wherever you are, that's going to help support you through the process. If you're flexible, if you can solve problems without, you know, too much panic, these things help you deal with changes in the seasons that you're going through. Yeah. And I think like you highlighted, it's really important to remember that some changes you can predict, some seasons you can predict are like, okay, my kids are not in kindergarten yet. And then we're going to be in the school age years. Right. And then other times you go and get a mammogram and they're like, four days later, Hey, it was abnormal. And you're like, Oh, and they're like, and then better. And you need to come in today. And mm-hmm. you're like, Oh, okay. I've had abnormal mammograms where they're like, yeah, we'll see you soon. Right. <laughs> like Come in today. So you're like, this season is upon me. Okay. Game on. Um, And so, yeah, I think being flexible, but I, I want to highlight something too, and I will try not to take us too off topic for too long, but I, I have this approach, the season approach in my larger life, but I also try to bring it to my, like my day and my weeks that there are seasons that last like four days <laughs> or three days where it's like, okay, I am super productive and things are going well and we are not running late for school. And like, this is great. And we're going to ride this train as long as we can. And then, you know, then the seasons change and you're not that way. And what I have learned, and this is a whole conversation about like the cycles of the moon and the cycles of like my menstrual cycle, but there are seasons within me and cycles that make it so that I need to be adaptable and what my goals are from a week to week. And, and, be realistic about what I can do on any given day. And I think this all goes to the same concept of being flexible and being resilient and being adaptable um, because it it's not really a like come what may approach, but it's also like, I can be ready. Like we, we can face what's in front of us. Yeah. And, and some days that's going to be a day where for whatever reason, nothing gets done. And I have to be okay with that. Right. And we've talked about that with our guests about, you know, asking ourselves at the end of the day, how is our heart? Like some days, really every day that needs to be the question and it can't be just judged on productivity. Right. Right. That is, that is not the metric of your worth. Right. And so, you know, Figuring out how to be adaptable, whether your season is a day or your season is six years is really important. And also just as a, an aside, as we use the word seasons, I love all of the tweets and memes where it'll be like, I'm in season five and the writers are just like throwing things at the wall to get people to keep watching. Right. <laughs> Cause like, yeah. I sometimes feel like that where you're like, what? It just, what is happening? Yeah. Or like it's a special mini series and you're like, how can this be happening just for three days? How does it end? <laughs> yeah. Um, you're like, I know, well, just, we- <laughs> wait, or it's like, yeah, my twenties, like, you know, if you met me in my twenties, you weren't really meeting me. It was like season one and I was underfunded and finding my way. <laughs> right. And I was on like a network nobody ever heard of. It's, it was very small. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I totally agree with that. And, and I do think, and I've said, I said this in the beginning, I want to highlight it. Multiple seasons are happening at once. 
Yeah. You are constantly in multiple seasons. I think it is very rare that you're in one season and there's not all this other stuff going on. Um, I, and if that's you, let me know what it looks like. Cause I'm curious uh, and I'm not, I'm not being sarcastic. Like I want to know, I want to understand what it looks like to have one season. Um, another, another really important factor in dealing with change and dealing with, uh, being in whatever season you're in, if you don't like it, uh, <laughs> if you don't love it is to find meaning and purpose in the changes, right? What does that mean? It sounds real nice. What does it actually mean? When, I look back at my life and I think about seasons that I did not love that I wish, you know, had been written off. Um, I can find meaning and purpose in those. I can see the benefits and that's not a silver lining. It's not like, well, at least I blah, blah, blah. Right. It's, that's not what I'm saying. I'm looking back and I'm going, well, that was formative and I learned so much and look at who I am now and who I am now is based in, you know, whatever small part due to the experiences I've had in my life. And what I've tried to learn to do in my thirties and forties, as I aged is to do that in real time, as opposed to doing it, you know, 15 years later, (laughs) when you're like, Oh, let me unpack that trauma. Um, like to try and do it in real time. And sometimes I'm successful and sometimes I'm not right. But it is a helpful way to, accept whatever is happening in your life and, and deal with it and utilize it if you can. Well, and I think it also lets you compare like the changes compare Mm -hmm. the seasons of your life. So, um, you know, if you listen, you know, obviously the summer I was diagnosed with breast cancer and, and very quickly I had surgery and the weekend before I had surgery, I ended up talking to a friend who was going through a divorce and it was a, a stressful divorce and it was in a really unpleasant phase. And actually, thanks to therapy, um, they have reconciled. So yay for that. Um, I'm very happy for their family. But um, in the time that I was talking to her, I was talking to her on a Saturday and Wednesday is when my surgery was. And, you know, I was struggling with it happening so fast. Right. And I, I talked to her and I I was talking about all that she was going through and I was trying to provide support. And then afterwards I was meeting a friend for coffee and I'm, and we were talking about what she was going through. They don't know each other. So we weren't, you know, using them. I wasn't like gossiping, but we were like, and I was saying, I had been in that season before I have been in the divorce season. Right. Um, And I've been in that, that trauma and that experience. And I would not do that again. Like if I had to choose between these two seasons, between the like cancer season and the divorce season, I'm going to keep the cancer season. And I know for most people, and obviously that's because I was able to get rid of it and I'm going to be able sure. to be healthy. And, and obviously I'm very fortunate in that sense, but it provided such a shocking perspective to me that was really able to provide me, I think with so much calm going into the surgery. Like in a way that I didn't anticipate, like I wasn't looking for it. But I think when we are able to see our lives as these sort of big chunks or these big seasons, and you're like, wow, that was hard. And look how I'm not there anymore. And it helps you give perspective. And I think we look at things often, whether it's the new year or whether it's your birthday. Um, Speaking of which, happy birthday, Riley. She just celebrated her birthday. Like thank you, either in front of us or before us, but depending on, you know, (laughs) somewhere nearby, somewhere nearby, Um, you know, whether you 
But I think sometimes a year isn't enough, right? Or a year is too much. And so thinking of your life in seasons versus like, oh, this this was the year of that, or this was the year of that yeah. is sometimes more helpful. Yeah. So interestingly, while I was doing the research for this episode, um, a particular parable or fable or however you want to refer to it kept coming up. And I, I don't know why I hadn't put two and two together before, but I hadn't. My daughter listens to a meditation every night at bedtime, like, and it changes and we do different ones, but she uses the meditation to help her go to sleep. And one of her favorite meditations is this parable about, um, a bunch of kids who go off to see a tree and they come back and they all have different experiences and they learn how to look at life differently. Right. Like it's, it's cool. I like it. And I'd never really thought deeply about it before. Cause frankly, I'm usually putting her to bed and I'm exhausted and I'm like, how do we make this go faster? Uh, <laughs> speaking of seasons of life, but while I was doing the research for the episode, that parable kept coming back and I was like, Oh, of course it's about seasons. How interesting. Um, and there is, I took out a quote from the, from the story and put it in the show notes here, because I think it is the crux of what we're talking about. Um, and it says, he told them that you cannot judge a tree or a person by only one season and that the essence of who they are and the pleasure, joy, and love that come from life can only be measured at the end when all the seasons are complete. And it sounds a little depressing, right? Like you don't know what you've got until you're dead. What I don't think that's what they're trying to say though. I think they're trying to say, look at every season of life and put it all together as a whole. Each individual season itself doesn't really mean anything until you put it all together and you look at it and then you have a life and then you have whatever it is that you've lived and a, hu- a whole human and a spirit and a soul in the whole nine yards, right? Um, and I, I, if I can find a link to share, I will in the show notes of the meditation that my daughter listens to, because it's great. And if you have kids, it's great to share with them. But it was really thought provoking for me in the sense that like, when we talk about whatever season we're in, whether we're like really excited, you know, when you're, you're getting married and you're super excited about it and like everything's sunshine and roses, except, you know, of course, all the stress and in-laws and whatever, but you know, generally speaking, everybody's really happy and it's great. And then there's other seasons where, you know, unexpected loss, like somebody dies unexpectedly and that's horrible and going through that grieving process. And the, the key is each of those moments in our lives is just a moment. It's just a, a single time in your life. And it's not meaningful in a, in the way that we're talking about until you put it all together. Um, and so when we get hung up on whatever season we're in, I think it's very helpful to remember, as we've said, ad nauseum, everything changes, but also like, it's not just that one season. It's a whole, it's a whole yeah you know, series of interconnected events that, and times in our lives that make us who we are. Um, so that's my soapbox for today, everyone. Thanks for coming. Um, and, uh, and I just, I, I really enjoyed that meditation. So I just wanted to share that with everyone. Well, uh, and I think just, just real fast to yeah. add to that, I always find it interesting. Like, I think we all have these certain weekends that were like, you know, or certain days weekends, days, you know, four days that were like huge monumental in our lives, whether it's your wedding weekend or a 
you know, I, I traveled to Maine for my grandfather's funeral and a bunch of stuff happened. And, you know, and then at the same time, like you can look back on the previous weekend and be like, I don't remember what I did. Right. And it's right. like, it's still just 48 hours or 72 hours. Like, and, and that to me helps appreciate the change of it all. Like even the most momentous of occasions is fleeting. Yeah. Both the really, really sad ones. And I mean, I was just talking to my middle schooler, you know, he marking periods are ending the season, the sports seasons are ending. They're all ending. Everything's changing at the same time. Right. And it is just, it's a lot. And middle school is hard and relationships are hard. And I said to him, I said, just so you know, it feels hard because it is really hard. Yeah. Like this is a hard, I don't know if I use the, I might've said phase. I might've said season because we've talked about seasons before. I said, this is a really hard season and it's hard. You know, it, it, it feels that way because it is like, and I want you to know that like in many respects, like life gets easier. Like, oh yeah, this is super intense and it is not always like this. Like life is not always like this. It is, it is actually much, much easier, even when it's harder, even when it's like bills and money and blah, it's like, <laughs> like it is actually much easier than what yeah. you are experiencing right now. I, uh, middle school is one of the hardest times in any human being's life. Even if you loved middle school and had a great right. time, it's still hard. All those emotions, all that hormone dumping, like. And that doesn't well, mean it, it can't be great. I said, you know, yeah. it's, it's actually a really exciting time because you're transitioning from like being a kid to being more of a teen and, and it's really fun and you're really fun, but it is really hard. Yeah. And so I think it is really important for us. Once again, this goes back to like not having rose colored glasses on. Because if I were to pretend for him that that's middle school, like all your friends are here and you get to do this and you get to do that. Yeah. Yeah. He does. He gets to do like really cool stuff and all of his friends are there. And like, but I, let's be realistic with what season you're going through. And, you know, I know I had this experience with my cousin who had, I, we've talked about this before over the years, like very unrealistic expectations of what a newborn should behave like. And so she had like the best behaved newborn I'd ever seen and was just destroyed that it was so hard. Now, even the best newborn is pretty difficult, especially when yeah. it's your first. Yeah. Um. So she wasn't wrong, but when she actually was a, when we were able to talk and then she was able to go and talk with, um, in a mom's group. And she realized that what she was going through, everybody else was going through. I mean, so they all had it harder because her kid was like really easy, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) like she suddenly it felt easier, right. Because it was like, oh, this is the hard season. Right. And I think that's, you know, that's the one thing I will say about parenting. When you have more than one kid, you get the benefit with the second one or the third one of being like, okay, this is a phase. (laughs) Like, I know this is a phase sleep will come. (laughs) Yes. Four years later. Maybe. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No. I think it's, I think you're right. It's important to have that sort of connection. And that's part of what it, that's part of the list of dealing with changes in life and dealing with different seasons is figuring out how to connect and communicate with other people and like understand that you're not alone in whatever it is you're going through. It's like super rare that you're the only one who has ever experienced whatever it is you're experiencing. Um, while at the same time, your feelings are your feelings and they're nobody else's. So um, 
having that connection though, is something that can help you manage the whole process. Um, we should, you know, take another quick break because we're going long today. So why don't we do that? And then when we come back, let's talk about aging and um, having some grace for ourselves. And I know you don't like that word, Tova, but I could not think of another one. No, no, uh, I like it. I just wish there was a different one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we'll be right back, everyone. In case you didn't already know, we love talking. True story. More than simply talking, we love researching, prepping, and bringing this podcast to life. We launched We Go Boldly with the goal of reaching people dealing with the kinds of questions and concerns that we also face. Things like how to hear my inner voice, how to make sure my habits are worth it and stick, how do I feel my feelings and still manage to function. After years of personal work and lots of trial and error, we realized we have a lot to share on these topics. Now we've been broadcasting for over a year and we are proud of our podcast. And uh, to no one's surprise, we still have a lot to say and talk about. We sure do. We need your help to keep going. Every episode takes time and money to create, and we would love your support. So if you like what we are doing, please support us by joining our Patreon community and becoming a monthly subscriber. Join our Patreon community today at patreon.com slash we go boldly. We are so grateful to all of our supporters. Now back to the show. All right. Welcome back to the show. Uh, before the break, we were talking about aging uh, or we were about to talk about aging and we're talking about how to have grace for yourself in the process of going through the seasons of your life. And I want to talk about aging because uh, frankly, I'm aging and I'm, this is something I wanted to research for myself. So I'm sharing it with you guys. Uh, one thing I found to be very not surprising because, you know, I know this, but helpful in the conversation is um, a quote I found in one of the resources that we'll link for you in the show notes. And that is that in general, we don't treat older people, ver people very well in our country compared to other countries. We set them aside and don't honor their wisdom. We send a message that as you get older, you become less valuable or even irrelevant. And that's a huge fear many people have about getting older. Um, and I think it's important for all stages of life. I was having this conversation with one of my kids, I forget which one, and they were like, they're so old. Can you believe it? They're 40 something. And I was like, whoa, that is not old. And, but the point I'm, I'm trying to make is that it's perspective, right? Like when you're five, anyone over the age of 20 is old to you. Um, right. It, when you're 20, people over the age of 50 maybe are old to you and, and on and on and on. And so aging is the constant of our lives. We are always aging and sometimes we're doing it kindly to ourselves. Is that, I don't, that was not grammatically correct, but I don't even care. Um, but so, and sometimes we're being very like mean to ourselves about it. So let's talk a little bit about aging and like, how do we deal with it? How do we deal it's I think it's the same conversation as how do we deal with change because aging is changed um 
So one thing I was reading about is uh, this concept of when we view health in a linear way, like as if it's one direction and yeah, you know, that's it. Uh, what, like uh, if you connect it to being youthful, uh, we're working against the flow of life, right? Like, cause you are always aging. And so if all you're thinking is that youth is the, the, you know, the apex, the top of the, the heap, so to speak, then you're never going to be happy. You're not going to be content with the process. Um, so, you know, and that's, that's kind of how we are raised, right. To view as I said before, that's how our culture views aging. We are constantly inundated with creams and shots and different ways to keep ourselves looking youthful. We're told to be, you know, exercising every day to stay young. You know, all the marketing is advertised towards youth and beauty. And we won't even go into the whole conversation about size. Um, but it's, it's a barrage of don't age because age is bad. And that can really mess up the way you think about yourself and the way you function in society. Uh, so I think it's important that we, we look at that as part of the seasons of our life. How do we gracefully deal with the discomfort that some of us feel about aging? Yeah. So I don't have an answer. Um, <laughs> and part of it is because even though I am not, you know, in the same physical shape I was before kids or before I was 30 or whatever, um, I am in a much, much better, like emotional and mental place than I've ever been. So to me, I'm like, Hey, I, you know, I mean, no rush to 50, it's eight years away, but like 40 was better than 30, 30 was right. better than 20. Like, I don't know about 20 and 10 because but I mean, you right. know, let's, I'm okay with it. And and that has taken a long time um, for me to get to, cause I was used to be, I used, I was used to be, I used <laughs> to be very afraid of change. Sure. Um, I think that, you know, I don't have a lot of, you know, quotes that my grandmother has said in my life, but she did love to say, um, that, you know, if some, if, you know, if, if you were getting older, it was better than the alternative. And that was always her go-to like yeah. better than the alternative. And so I think I've always thought of aging that way. Like, you know, it's better than dying. It's better than not aging, which also yeah. means dying. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, I, I think it's really important what you're saying and interesting in the studies I was reading, right? There because there are studies on like aging and how you deal with aging and what it does to you. The one that stood out to me is a study that was published in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology. And in that study they found that people who had a more positive who had more positive self-perceptions about aging lived an average of seven and a half years longer than those who had negative beliefs about it. That is not insubstantial. That is like seven and a half years longer is quite a long time. Um, so I think it's, you know, obviously it's very important to work through the way we look at aging and the way we look at change and how we can adapt to it. And I think, um, 
you know, I think that seven and a half years is worth it. I don't, I don't, I want that those years. Personally. Yeah. I mean, that seems great. It seems right? great. And, and also like, I don't know. It seems to me that a lot of people who are hyper-focused on aging or like, you know, 25 years later, I still fit into my wedding dress. And it's like, I a hundred percent would not fit into my wedding dress. And, you know, you know, I wouldn't fit into any clothing that I wore the day I got married. And maybe that really stings, but also I had three kids and I've been through a lot and I'm a much happier person than I was. So why am I going to try to fit into that clothing? Like, yeah. You know, I was going to so, say, I also would not fit into my mindset or my right. behaviors like, or like, like there's very so little things. of me that would fit with the person that day. So right. 15, it's 15 years ago. And yeah. so I don't, I'm okay that I wouldn't fit into the dress or I'm okay that I, um, wouldn't, you know, I guess my goal is like, I don't want my, you know, I don't want stuff to age me in the sense that like, I don't want to look older than I am. Like I, you know, I went to a dermatologist this year. I'm not going to pretend that I don't care about these things. So I just be clear. Like, no, 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 I, no. I went to a dermatologist because I felt like my hands were looking old. So I've been right. trying different ways to like, make sure my hands get, you know, enough sunscreen, make sure they get proper skincare, like different things because I don't want them to age me. Like, I don't want to be like, oh my God, she seems so young and she's so great. And then be like, but yeah, she's but I, I also, I, I also want to throw in this caveat, like a little bit of vanity in your life is not the yeah. end of the world, right? Like it is okay to care about how you look. It is okay to care about how your hands look, how your feet look, whatever it is, right. whatever your thing is. Cause I know we all have them. Like I, we just do. Yeah. And this goes back to the endless conversation we have about your inner voice and who's running the show, right? Yep. If you're worried about how you look in a certain way, because you think you won't fit into society, you think you'll be judged. You think people won't like you. You think it dictates your worth and your value. That's a different conversation. If you're worried about how you look, cause you have a little bit of vanity and you don't want like, a, you know, 11s on your forehead and then so be it. I think it's okay to care about your, your appearance in that right. way. Whereas somebody told me like once, um, like I'll have laugh lines, you know, like they're going to be able to see my crow's feet and like, I could get laugh lines. And I'm like, because I laughed, like, right. sign me up. Yeah. Right. Like, like, thank you. I would like that season. Like, do uh, I want like a, like a, you know, a weird neck thing or like my hands? No. Am I against like plastic surgery? If my neck gets too sloppy? Absolutely not. You tighten that thing right up if you can do it. Right. But like, but and we all, but like, I think it's like we all have our thing, and we that's okay. all have our thing, and like, it's as long as that's not your entire being right. that you're trying to change right. to fit in. Like one right. of my best friends forever. Uh, she did. I just say best friends forever. That's fantastic. Ever my BFF. Um, no, I've known her since we were in college, and she got gray hair. I don't know, 15 years ago. And she was like, I'm earning these gray hairs. I will never let them go. Like everything I do earns me these gray hairs. And that is awesome. Um, I for she said it better than that, but like it 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 was so eye-opening to me to be like, oh, okay, all right, we can like love these changes about ourselves. And duh, yeah, no kidding. But like sometimes you need people to say these things out, say the say the words out loud so you can be like, oh, right, yes, we can do that. Um, well, and I think, you know, I look at like Hillary Burton Morgan, who like she for a while went back and forth fading her gray hair publicly and then was yeah. just like, I'm just going to go gray. Like, this is ridiculous. And she's my age or she's a year younger. I think she's 41. Yeah. And she's fully on gray because her hair was already almost gray completely. Right. And she was just like, this is insane. Like, well, you know, I'm thinking about making my hair silver, everyone. So 
Yeah. It might happen. And she, you know, I think that, you know, you just, you get to decide, you get to decide what you're going to look like. You get to decide on how old you're going to feel. And, um, it was funny because I was at a networking event this morning and there were two women who were older than me. One was just had their 30, would have their 40th high school reunion. Okay. And the other said she was just had her 38th. I mean, not that you had a high school reunion for 38th, but you know, it was 38th anniversary of high school. Sure. And the one was like, oh my gosh, you look so much younger than me. The younger one to the older one. And she did. But I was like staring. Then I started staring at their faces to be like, does she really look younger? No, she just was smiling more. Right. She just, her eyes had a twinkle and there was sorrow. I mean, for whatever reason today, our, our networking um, icebreaker was, what are you thankful for? And like, everybody ended up crying. Like, <laughs> it was very emotional today. And That's Dan's kind like, of I should have picked up something happier. Like. <laughs> Like it was a very intense, what are you thankful for, for a group of business networkers. Um, But, you know, I think the difference is the older of the two, she just has a twinkle in her eye and today, yeah, but most days. And even when she's feeling heavy with grief sure. and even when she, and and she, but she has a bounce in her step. She just has, I think the grace in aging. And if I'm just going to like circle back, because you spent all this time on this outline, we should at least look at it for a second. But um, I think she probably is bringing self-compassion to her. I mean, knowing we actually, she was a guest on the show and we have spoken to her and I know she brings self-compassion to her life. I know that she sees her life in seasons. And I think she practices kindness and grace and gives herself grace. And I think that is why she seems younger and I don't mean younger in a like ooh like I don't know paint the town I don't know what that even means but like you know I think like I don't know either (laughs) I I, but it's exciting it is very exciting um but I feel like she just seems more um energetic and maybe that's the word we have to start using instead of like she seems younger well no she just seems sparklier and energetic yeah I think it's you know in some ways it's a like you're saying, it's about the energy you you are projecting and yeah. sort of, as my kid would say, my middle schooler would say, it's the vibes. The vibes. Um, the vibes. And the riz, uh, <laughs> which is a painful, painful word. I'm just putting that out there. But yeah. So how do you have grace then? If, if you're her, what are you doing? And like you said, she's practicing self-compassion. I bet you know, people who are aging gracefully, whether it's in their twenties, fifties, seventies, whatever, um, they're assessing their priorities. They're looking at what is important at that moment in their life. Yep. And they're focusing on that and understanding that that changes and it, you know, whatever matters to you this year might not next year and all that's okay. Right. That it's changes and that that requires embracing flexibility and adaptability, right. That you can, you can change with your seasons. You can be what you need to be at any given time. Um, also important setting realistic expectations. And you said this, I don't know, ages ago in this episode, but, um, understanding your, you know, the limitations and the demands that are currently happening in your life, like looking at them, as you said, not through rose colored glasses, looking at them, directly and sort of unflinchingly and going, okay, well, this is the season of my life and I'm going to embrace it. And I'm going to set the expectations that make sense for this moment. And, um, and I'm not going to worry about what everybody else is doing. I'm going to do, 
I'm going to do me. I'm using a lot of slang today. I think, I think setting realistic expectations also means not comparing to yourself from 20 years ago or yes. 30 years ago. Right. Or if like, there's or, a reason you know, that the times change yeah. to qualify for the Boston marathon as you get older. Right. And like they change in really weird ways, by the way, because at some point you can like running long distances, you actually get better when you get older. It's all very strange. But the point is like, hey, the point is there's things that you actually get much better at when you get older. So maybe do yeah. those things. Right. <laughs> like, so like many I'm... distances versus sprints. <laughs> but even like just like regular everyday life things. Yeah. Some things are easier when you're older. Some things are not. And that's, you know. Let's embrace the things that are and yeah. have a community to help us with the things that aren't, um, which of course is the next thing, seeking support and building a network, you know, having like-minded people who you can talk to, having people with that twinkle in their eye with good vibes and positive energy and not, I, I don't, I hate having to caveat this every time, but until it stops, I feel like we have to not toxic positivity, not the nonsense that has nothing to do with reality. Um, and then, you know, of course, we say this every time. We're going to say it again. Practicing mindfulness, being present, and prioritizing your self-care are all things you can do to help you manage the seasons that you're in, to be present in them, to you know, thrive in whatever season you're in, even if it's, pardon the phrase, a sucky season. Like yeah. You can still be thriving <laughs> through whatever crap life is throwing at you. Well, and, and I don't know, I feel like we probably need to wrap up yeah, whether we, we do. want to or not. Yeah. Um, and although there's lots of, lots of things that we can do, um, for gracefulness, feeling grace, but, um, I think that recognizing that there is grief and joy in every season mm-hmm. and that we are not striving, even though it tells us to strive for work-life balance and different balances. And I'm against all balance. I was telling that someone today, she was like, how do you balance it all? And I was like, oh, I don't. And I don't try because balancing is a myth and it makes me think of a tightrope walker and all you can do is not fall over. So moving on. But anyway, she was like, I got more than I intended with that question. (laughs) Um, So, uh, but I I think what we can do is there's joy and grief in every season, whether they're a month long or five years long and the joy and grief will change. And Maybe they won't, maybe some things won't change and maybe they'll change in ways that were unexpected and maybe they change in ways that you have planned. But, you know, I refuse to look at one season and say it was all bad or it was all good because A, all good seasons are really, really hard to find. And I don't believe all bad seasons exist. And because even if everything bad that could happen does happen, did you share a joke? Did you laugh? Did you hug? Did you cuddle with your kids? Like there are even um, in pretty awful scenarios, there can be joy. We're not talking about, and because joy doesn't last every single day all the time, but there can be moments. And so I think that we have to give space in each season. And when we are trying to fit one season into a different box is when we lose the the joy of that season and right. we lose the grace that we could be giving ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there is always hope. It's something that we can seek out just like we seek joy. And there's always hope for whatever season you're in, whether like you're saying it's a good one or a not so great one. Um, We do have to wrap up. There are 
there is a whole section in the outline that we didn't talk about. And I'm going to turn it into a blog post for us because I, I stumbled into another um, life coaching professionals website while I was doing the research. And she talked about seasonal living. And we've talked about this a little bit on the show before, and it has a lot to do with um, your cycle. It has a lot to do with the moon cycle. It has a lot to do with literal seasonal cycles. Um, and it was fascinating and I, I'm not, we don't have time to talk about it today, but I think it would really benefit people who are interested in this topic to kind of look at what she's doing, what she's talking about. So I'll put that in the show notes and I'll, I'll see if I can get it together to make a blog post for us so you guys could see it. Uh, Cause I think it was really fascinating and, and interesting work that she's doing. I personally would love to talk to her more about it. So um, I will put that out there. We do need to wrap up. So homework for the week is pretty basic. Um, figure out what season you're in, figure out what it looks like for you. So I would do this by journaling. I would take some time to either meditate or have some, you know, quiet contemplative time for myself. And then I would get out a journal, a piece of paper, whatever your notes on your phone, whatever you do, and write down what seasons you think you're in. And I say seasons plural because I really believe that we can look at them as different seasons of our life, whether it's kids, your, you know, marriage, uh, divorce, whatever seasons are happening figure out what they are and write them down. And then think about ways that you can be present in each of those seasons. And they don't have to be like, you know, happy, go lucky, big, giant things. You don't have to throw a party. You can, or I mean, you can throw a party, but you can just, you know, look at it as how am I going to be more present on, you know, at school drop-off? I don't know. Toby, I think you do high fives. Like that's, that's cool. We do. High right. Fives. Like that's a way to be more present at school drop off. Um, so that's like a, you know, like a suggestion for a small way. So translate that into your own life, see what it looks like and give it a shot. Let us know how it goes. We want to hear from you. We're on social media, all the places you can find us, uh, even on LinkedIn, if you're interested, um, and let us know how it's going for you. And, Beyond that, uh, we also have our weekly women's circle, which is a great place to get support and um, comfort and all the good things that you may need in the season that you're in. So you can sign up for that via our website or the links on our social media. Let us know if you're interested. We'd love to have you. And I think that's it for this week, unless you have something else, Tova. No, just, you know, this is a busy season of the year. Mm-hmm. So also make sure you are showing yourself grace in this season yeah. and show yourself kindness and, um, do what you need to do to take care of yourself. Yes. Um, great advice. So we will be back next week with a little bit more on how is your heart until then, everyone have a wonderful week and we will talk to you all soon. Thanks so much for listening to We Go Boldly podcast. We know you're busy and we love spending time with you. If you enjoyed this week's episode, let us know. Head to Apple Podcasts right now to rate and review our show. While you're there, be sure to click that subscribe button. Want more us time? Follow us on all the socials at Go Boldly Together. Want even more us time? As in all the coaching pizzazz. Find us at GoBoldlyInitiative.com for all the info. 
We will be back with more excitement, research, and deep thoughts next week. Until then, keep on being the bold, brave, amazing people we know you already are.